Hey folks, thanks for tuning in. Today is episode 51 titled, The Unforgivable Sin. Today we're going to cover the only sin in the Gospels that Christ says will not be forgiven. We'll go over both the scriptures themselves, but also some early church father commentaries regarding today's set of verses. So let's go ahead and dive in. Matthew chapter 12, verse 31 through 32 says, Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven of men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven of men. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven of him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven of him, either in this age or the age to come. Here Jesus tells us both blasphemy against the Holy Spirit and speaking against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, which tells us that they are essentially extensions of the same sin. Let's see what the early church father commentaries have to say. The following information was taken from a commentary on Matthew chapter 12, verse 31, by Hilary of Poitiers, an early church bishop and doctor of the church before there were any breaks in the Christian faith. He condemns in no certain terms the thinking of the Pharisees and their intellectual bedfellows. He promises forgiveness of all sins and denies pardon for blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. For although other words and deeds may be treated with liberal forgiveness, there is no mercy if God is denied in Christ. For whatever sins one may commit, he extends the benevolence of his repeated admonition. All kinds of sins are to be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, it shall not be forgiven. For what is so beyond the pale of forgiveness as to deny Christ, since he is of God? To forsake Christ is to forsake the nature of the Spirit of the Father residing in him. For Jesus fulfills every work in the Spirit of God, is himself the kingdom of heaven, and in him God is reconciling the world to himself. Therefore, any blasphemy aimed at Christ is aimed at God, because God is in Christ and Christ is in God. Here, Hilary of Poitiers is saying, a person blasphemes the Holy Spirit when they deny the Holy Spirit in Christ. To deny the Holy Spirit in Christ is to deny his deity, and therefore it renders someone a non-believer without faith in Christ. And you may think, well, no, that's not the case. Well, if you don't know who Jesus is, and you don't understand his deity, then it's blasphemy. That's what it means to either not know Christ or to reject Christ and his deity. Let me ask you this. What's the difference between a Pharisee professing belief in God the Father, Yahuwah, but denying the deity of Christ versus a so-called Christian professing belief in God, Yahuwah, God the Father, but denying the deity of Christ, like a non-Trinitarian? The answer is there is no difference. Heresy is heresy. Blasphemy is blasphemy. It doesn't matter what a person identifies with. Just because someone calls themselves something doesn't make it so. It is clear that blasphemy against the Holy Spirit by denying the deity of Christ or his work on and off the cross will not be forgiven. Now someone may say, But I believe, therefore I'm saved. Yet the first bishop of the first Christian church ever says in his epistle, You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. That's James chapter 2, verse 19. Should we be so foolish as to think the demons will have eternal life because they believe? Or should we be so foolish as to assume that 
mere belief or a frame of perception is all it takes to enter eternal life? Let us understand the fullness of the gospel and the epistles. Christ said to enter eternal life, we must keep the commandments, among many other things. But the commandments, his instructions to keep the commandments for eternal life is in Matthew chapter 19, verse 17. The following information was taken from a commentary on Matthew chapter 12, verse 31, by John Chrysostom. He was an early church archbishop before any breaks in the Christian faith. What is Jesus saying at this point? He is saying, you have spoken many things against me. You have called me a deceiver and an adversary of God. These things I forgive you upon your repentance. There will be no penalty exacted, but blasphemy against the Spirit shall not be forgiven not even to those who repent. But how could this be right? For even this was forgiven upon repentance. Many at least of those who said these words, they ended up believing afterward, and all was forgiven to them. What is it then that Christ was implying? That this sin is above all things inexcusable? Why so? Because they might have been ignorant of Jesus and who he might be, but of the Spirit, they could not be ignorant due to their own previous experience. For the prophets had spoken by the Spirit. The Old Testament as a whole had an exalted understanding of the Holy Spirit. When he says, then, is this, So be it. You may be offended at me because of the humanity I have assumed, but you cannot say the name of the Holy Spirit. Excuse me, you cannot say the same about the Holy Spirit. You cannot claim not to know the Spirit. Therefore, your blasphemy has no excuse, and you will suffer the consequences both here and hereafter. So here John Chrysostom is saying, unbelief can still be repented of in, in this life, and forgiveness may still occur, because someone may not be familiar with the Holy Spirit yet, and through the grace of God they may come to repentance in Christ. It is possible to repent and learn the holiness of the Spirit of God as well as all the work it does. He does, rather. St. John is also saying that if there are people who are familiar with the Old Testament and the work of the Holy Spirit, an example would be the Pharisees, yet they refuse the observed work of the Holy Spirit through Christ, they will not be forgiven because it is the hardness of heart and lack of repentance that allows a person to say, this is the work of the devil when Jesus was performing miracles. In closing, Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is a difficult topic to tackle fully. It's layered, as you can see with the commentaries. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is the state of not coming to Christ based on the work he has done both on the cross and off. It is also when someone does not hold the merciful and loving Holy Spirit of God in high regard. Someone can repent of unbelief and come to Christ or repent of denying the deity of Christ as God the Son possessing the Holy Spirit. Someone can also speak against Christ and repent, but when someone keeps a hardness of heart and rejects the deity of Christ and the Holy Spirit of God throughout their entire life and then passes away to death, at that point their fate is sealed and there is no opportunity for repentance. We know this because the scriptures say, after death comes judgment. That's Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. So we must remain repentant, we must remain humble, and we must remain loving God first above all else, so we may enter His rest and not fall from disobedience. That's Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11. Therefore, 
With all that being said, let us live each day thankful for the opportunity to repent, thankful for the opportunity to keep the commandments, thankful for the opportunity to grow in Christ and faith, thankful for the opportunity to carry our cross, and be thankful for the opportunity to turn away from sin so we may be a beacon of light for the world in the salt of the earth as Christ intended. That's all we have for today, folks. I hope everyone has a great day. Fight the good fight. God bless.